like to uh, head back to your seats. That would be fantastic. Thank you. I hope uh, folk have had a, a great Christmas and maybe a, a, a nice, pleasant New Year, um, New Year's Eve partying maybe, I don't know. But uh, uh, as I think has already been said, you were supposed to be having Nathan this morning and uh, I got a, a text at about half eight this morning saying that he, Nathan and Jules have been uh, up all night uh, not playing games, uh, as you might believe, but actually, unfortunately, with DMV, so they were encouraged not to come, obviously. Um, so, apart from a very, very brief chat before Christmas with Nathan about what he was preaching on, I, this morning was the first time I saw this, so I've, um, you know, we're going to see where God takes us. At the end of the day, it's not what I say, it's not really what, it's not what Nathan says, it's what God says to each one of us. And, uh, you know, I just pray that your heart will be open to the Holy Spirit this morning and he'll speak some wonderful truths into your lives. But uh, for those, you know, I, when I, I looked at this, I thought there's probably going to be lots of Nathan mannerisms tucked away in here that I've got to cross out because it's not really me. But uh, actually, there were very few. But uh, if you were expecting a few, I just wanted to start by saying, if you'd like to turn to the person <laughs> next to you and say... Happy New Year! <laughs> okay, so but basically we're going to be really looking at uh, the story of Simeon, which we'll be reading in a little while in Luke. And you may have probably like me, read it many, many times, and we will obviously read it again in a little while, but actually skimmed over it and maybe not paid a great deal of attention to it. You know, it's right at the start of uh, the birth of Jesus, and maybe you've just, yeah, skipped through that bit onto other bits, but actually, as Nathan has uh, picked out, there's some wonderful truths for us from how Simeon... Uh, acted and lived his life, and uh, Nathan's entitled Waiting and Finishing Well, and finishing well always reminds me of the passage of scripture that Paul talks about running the race well, and uh, we, over Christmas as a family we went down to Cornwall, which is where I'm from, and uh, met up with family and some friends, and during that time we did some, uh, a bit of walking around the town, and I guess I did some reminiscing and uh, I remember at one point, um, we were actually on our first pasty at the time, walking around, and um, I was just chatting to my son Thomas, and I was saying, as we walked through a little housing estate, and uh, out the other side, I was saying to him, oh, when I was at school, which was at the top of the hill, we used to, this was part of our cross-country route, and it was, we did about seven miles, a seven-mile run, um, and, and, and his comment was, what, they let you off sight? <laughs> but... Uh, Actually, remembering back, for, as someone who suffers with asthma, uh, cross-country was a bit of a, a struggle for me in that I used to start off and within the first few hundred metres or so, which tended to be around the school field to start with, um, I, I'd end up walking because I couldn't breathe properly and I would probably walk for the first uh, 
mile or so of this run. And then gradually, as my, the asthma disappeared, I would start to run, because actually I was quite fit. And uh, so I, I would then, have it, have, at this point, of course, I was at the back. Um, but I used to start running, and, and I remember quite clearly I used to be running past people. You know, I was, I was picking up my pace, and I was running past people, until at the end I would be actually sprinting in after seven miles, which obviously would not happen now, but back then it happened. And, and I used to, out of about 50 or 60 uh, people, I used to end up about six or seven. And so it just always, whenever I read that passage about finishing well, it always reminds me that actually sometimes we do have struggles through life, maybe you know, illness or, or difficulties, and, but we can still press on in God, and finishing well is so important, you know, um, using what energy we've got to serve God and to glorify him. So, so this morning then, um, I was trying to work my way through Nathan's stuff, but I, he wanted to start the new year by looking at this passage that he obviously had looked at before Christmas um, about waiting and finishing well. Now, the new year is obviously a time where we can um, start to think about doing new things. So whether it's a new fitness regime or healthy eating, um, maybe you might say, well, I, I'm going to work harder, or if you're at school or college, I'm going to study more, I'm going to be, put more effort into my studies. It could be that you've said, well, actually this year I'm going to read my Bible more, or I'm going to spend more time seeking God in prayer. Now we can start off, obviously, the year with different goals, targets, hopes, expectations. And they can be really helpful to do. You know, actually, spending time with God is such a, a great thing to do. Actually, putting more effort into work or school is a good thing to do. Eating healthily, all these things, good things to do. And we want to be, to, to be better, to, to do better, to live, maybe to live life more fully. But actually, sometimes we get to, well, for some people it might be the end of the month, some people it might be the end of the f first week, and the, the healthy eating dies a death at the chocolate bars sitting on the side, or actually getting up in the morning to read your Bible, or, or, or something gets in the way and you don't spend so much time with God, and those New Year's resolutions can disappear. But actually... The challenge this morning is about living for God, not just starting, at, you know, at the start of each new year, but actually pressing through, living for God each and every day. That's, and as we'll see, it's a, a challenge that uh, Simeon, uh, you know, clearly demonstrates to us. Okay, so... Paul writes in Philippians 1, verse 6, I am confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. You see, actually, we may falter, we may go up and down in our relationships with each other and with God, but he is always faithful. 
His relationship to us doesn't change. He is faithful to finish in us what he has started. It's not a New Year's, re- New Year's resolution with God, or I'll, I'll do better with my folk in Harvest Church. Actually, what God has started, all of him, all that he is, is he's pouring into us, and he will finish what he has started in us. Okay, so let's then read our passage of scripture. So we're looking at Luke chapter 2. And we're going to start at verse 25 and read through to verse 35. Okay, so just setting the scene then. Jesus has been born and uh, it's the, the eighth day and... Mary and Joseph are taking Jesus to the temple in Jerusalem to perform uh, the sacrifice uh, that was required by the law. And so they've come to the temple, and then we start reading at verse 25. So, now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel So that means that he was waiting for the Messiah. He was waiting for the promises of God, that God would send someone to restore Israel. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. (coughs) Moved by the Spirit... He went into the temple courts. When the parents, that is uh, Mary and Joseph, brought in the child Jesus to to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation which you are prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Let's just pray. Lord, I I just thank you for your word. I thank you that uh, it can feed us, it builds us up, it reveals your heart towards us, Lord. And we just thank you for... Uh, This wonderful reminder of Jesus being born as a little baby, of uh, your Holy Spirit there in Simeon's life. And I just pray that as we look a little bit more closely at this passage, that you would bring some challenges to us, that you would uh, encourage and build up. Lord, I pray that there would be some healing here this morning in hearts that maybe people have struggled uh, in the past. Lord, I I just pray, most of all, have your way amongst us and be glorified. Amen. So, 
Nathan obviously knows me well. I w- he starts here, I wonder how many of us are good at finishing things. And uh, for those of you who know me, you'll understand that I normally have at least three, four, maybe five projects on the go um, around the house. So I, I, it's just the way I am. I love it. I, I like to have things going on so that I can just change around a bit. I do actually eventually finishing, finish them. Sometimes it can take several years, but uh, it's, it's just the way... I mean, my T-shirt says it all, doesn't it? Keep calm, I'll do it tomorrow. I, didn't, I put that on before I knew I was preaching this morning. But, but actually, yeah, we, I do tend to finish them. But, I mean, I wonder how many of us can think of projects or things we've got involved in that maybe we haven't finished or we haven't finished well. So Nathan goes on really to challenge us about what we are doing this year, about maybe getting involved in stuff, signing up for things, being involved more in the church. I've just made a a note here of the Father Heart Conference next month, Um, something that a a number of us are going to. I just want to throw it out as a a challenge to you. Maybe have a look at signing up for that. We've been on it before and it's a a real... A, a great time. God really challenges and changes folk on it. So a number of us are going. If you'd like to talk a bit more, come and talk to me about that. Life struggles can affect our walk with God. Just as I have many projects around the house, sometimes they get put on hold because of other struggles or projects or things that have to be done. And actually our walk with God can be like this, we can be pressing on in things with God and then suddenly something jumps in and it pulls us away. Maybe it pulls us away from the church or it pulls us away from a group we're involved in. But life is a challenge. Um, Disappointments, illness can all take their toll on us. What about us as a church? Where are we at the moment? I mean, we've had a number of prophetic words over us in the past. You may recall um, us talking about them. We, there's one, there's a big picture in Andrew's office, and many of you will have the, uh, the fridge magnet, which is, talks about being called by faith to make holes in ceilings, bringing broken people to the feet of Jesus. How are we doing with that? Are we pushing in, pressing in to that prophetic word from God? Or the word that uh, Guy Miller bought a few years back about the three big fields that are, have been fallow fields in our church, about serving the poor, about reaching out and meeting the youth of this town, and also uh, the... Holy Spirit and his gifts in our midst. These are challenging words for us. That, and maybe you've had your own personal ones as well. Words that uh, maybe have been prophesied over you. That someone has spoken to you many years ago. And maybe you've lost hope of seeing God bring those things to fruition. So how do we wait 
and then finish well, both as individuals and as a church, in what we feel God has called us to be, called us to do, and called us to see. So in this passage of scripture, we're going to be looking at five ways that Simeon waited and finished well. So number one, Simeon waited with faith and expectation. We find that in verse 25. So he waited with faith and expectation. And in Hebrews 11 verse 1, we read this. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Simeon was waiting for the promised Messiah. The hope that God would come to rescue and comfort his people. Many, many promises had been given through the Old Testament saying that the Messiah would come and restore Israel. And Simeon was a man waiting to not just, but actually to see the Messiah. He'd been waiting his whole life in hope and faith that God would come, that God would save, that God would do what he promised in his word. Simeon waited with faith. He believed God was who he said he was and was faithful to his word. He'd read that word, those, those prophecies, and knew God's word, and therefore he chose to believe it. The challenge there is for us, is that true of us? Do we read our Bibles? Do we read God's word? But more so, do we believe what we read there? Do we take it on board? Do we receive it into our hearts that what God says he will bring about? Are we waiting for Jesus to come back again with faith and expectancy? Have you, a little bit of heart searching here, have you stopped waiting on God's promises? Maybe just one, maybe just two, maybe all of them. Are you in a place at this time that you're thinking, yeah, well, I'm not sure if God's going to come through on that, or maybe, I, maybe I've missed it. Just wanted to pause just for a moment. Is that something that God's highlighting in your heart? Promises that you've forgotten or rejected or are struggling to believe that God is going to keep. In uh, John 14, verses 16 and 17, it says this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. That's talking about the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity coming to dwell within us. All those who believe in Jesus receive the Holy Spirit. And Simeon waited with the Holy Spirit he knew a relationship with the Holy Spirit which 
actually most people of his day didn't know. It is only since Christ died and rose again and was ascended into heaven that the Holy Spirit was poured out on all believers. And we can know the Holy Spirit, close relationship with him at all times. But actually, Simeon did know the Holy Spirit. In fact, it was the reason why he had that hope within his life. The Holy Spirit there, constantly reminding him of the promises. Reminding him that God was faithful. The passage says that the Spirit was on him, that the Spirit revealed to him, and that he was moved or guided by the Holy Spirit. Does that describe your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do we know the Spirit on us, empowering us, comforting us, helping us? Do we know the Holy Spirit revealing God's plan to us, opening our eyes to the truth in the Bible? Do we know the Spirit leading us Showing us where to be and who to speak to. Again, there's a challenge there. How well do you know the Holy Spirit? How is your relationship with him? Is there something that you maybe need to spend a bit of time praying through? Simeon didn't just believe God would send Jesus, he knew God in the waiting. He enjoyed a relationship with God as he waited for this promise. There would have probably been days of great frustration and disappointment, especially as the years went on. But he knew the Spirit speaking, his presence and his leading. And as we wait for God to move in and through us, we wait in him, in a relationship with him. You know, God's timing isn't always as we expect. But his spirit is always with us to keep us in step with him. Moving on then, Simeon finished his race in praise. It says in Psalm 34, verse 1, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will be always be on my lips. Now, Simeon, he could have easily shouted out as he saw Jesus, See, I told you, I knew all along. But he didn't. Actually, he lifted his hands and praised God. Maybe there have been things you've asked for. Things you've hoped to see God do in your life. Let's be a people like Simeon that are quick to praise God. Quick to Recognize the giver of all good gifts. Quick to praise God for a new day, for new mercies, for fresh grace, 
for the hope we have, the joy and peace we experience. You know, our God is worthy of every ounce of our strength and body. He's our creator, he's our maker. Let's be quick to give God the credit and praise that he alone deserves. Moving on then, number four, Simeon finished in peace. In Romans 15, verse 3, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's it's easy to lose that peace. You know, we can start off with a fresh impetus or a fresh challenge from God. We feel peace in it and we press in. But as, actually as things don't quite turn out the way we expect or they go wrong or people don't do what we expect them to do or whatever, we can, we can lose that peace. We can become anxious. We can start to worry, maybe doubting that, what, uh, you know, that, it's, that actually God has called us to what we're doing or that uh, we've got it wrong. We can even get to a point of trying to do things in our own strength, to achieve peace, as it were, in our own strength. Actually, as we hold on to the promises of God, we can know He is for us, that He is working out all things for the good of those who love Him. And that he will complete what he started. Like Simeon, we will know an eternal peace. Peace with God. Peace in eternity. No more tears or striving. But we can now rest in that peace. Jesus has won for us on the cross. Simeon was able to say, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. He f he'd finished well, he'd run the good race and seen out what God had called of him. Again, this is another opportunity just to consider in your heart, how are you experiencing God's peace at this time? Maybe there's a, a feeling of unfinished business in God, of not living out your life in the way God has called you to. Maybe you're struggling to trust God in things. Maybe just the things of the world are, are cramming in upon you and that peace is gone. But today you can know God's peace. His presence through His Spirit. Number five, Simeon finished blessing others. In Proverbs 11, verse 25, whoever brings a blessing will be enriched, and one who waters will himself be watered. Simeon blessed Mary and Joseph. And as we wait for God to finish what he started in us, 
as we wait for the maybe prophetic to be, prof- to be fulfilled, as we wait for God to use us, we can and should bless others. We can bless them in the way that we love and care for them. Bless folk by sharing the gospel, sharing the love of Jesus with them. Bless people by praying for them and speaking truth over their lives. Bless others in serving them. Bless others in using spiritual gifts to build up and encourage others. So many opportunities this year to bless others. And uh, just to encourage you that if you are a part of this church, consider how you can bless the church community and the wider community through maybe serving in different areas in the church, whether on a Sunday, maybe down uh, helping out with the kids or serving in the cafe midweek or at One Way, Stepping Stones, part of the welcome team or serving through your skills that you've got, maybe helping with building maintenance or whatever. Each of us can play our part this year as we wait for God to do what he's called us to do by serving and blessing others as well. Jesus said, there's more blessed to give than to receive. We are blessed by blessing others. And so then in conclusion, ah, I found a Nathan mannerism. Here we go. Friends, as we start the new year, it's the time for listening again to the voice of God to seek his ways in his word, to remind ourselves of his promises, his plans and purposes for us individually and as a church. We have a good God and good plans, plans to bless us, plans to use us, plans to use Harvest Church in 2020. And as we wait for him to complete his plans in and through us, let us live with faith and expectancy, live with the Holy Spirit, live with continuous praise, live with God's peace, and live blessing others. God's got plenty he wants to do in and through us this year. Alton is 20,000 people. Most of them don't yet have a relationship with Jesus. We're here together in this town to reach them and bless them, show grace and love like our Savior has done. Finally, let's this year be a people who are listening to God, living for God and enjoying his grace together. Lord, I just thank you for Simeon. We thank you for his example to us. And Lord, I just pray that some of what has been said, maybe some of the challenges that have come out this morning would uh, reach into our hearts, bring transformation within us. Holy Spirit, I pray that uh, you would use what has been brought to feed, to nourish, and to bring us to be more like Jesus. 
and help us to reach out to each other, bless each other, and to bless this town, I pray. Amen.